Hello and welcome to Season 4. It's a podcast that seeks to encourage and inspire you on your journey. Well, we are about to go into our devotion for uh, this week. And um, before we do, we always have uh, a bit of a listen to a quick extract from the conversation with our guest, which is with Lloyd Cook. And honestly, it's such an important conversation. It's not a long conversation, but it is dense and um, really, really good. You know, I set up this podcast because ultimately it was all about how do we enable people to get on with what God has called them to do? Well, Lloyd shows how he did that and his journey from where he was, which was basic place of brokenness to a place of saying, okay, God, I don't have all the answers. Um, you, you help me, help me. Have a listen to this quick extract and then we'll go straight into the devotion. God talks about mystery and you suddenly see God working in a, um, a, a gay politician. Yeah. Uh, again, you know, I have friends who are saying, why are you working with him? And I said, God, God's at work here. God's at work in some of this stuff. Absolutely. And it's like, how, how can he be? Well, if he can work in people like you and me, then he can work nice. in, in, in anyone. Um, and, and so I, I learned about mystery. I learned about not needing to have all the answers. Learned about trying to be relaxed around some control stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and so my little charity, of which for years and years, for the first dozen years, was three staff, me and two others. Um, the consequence of all of this journey is where we are now, which is now I've got a staff of 55 staff. We're working with 450 of the most vulnerable people in the in the city. We, we're connected with all sorts of stakeholders. That has come out of not the fact that I'm a great CEO. I, I think I've got some skills. I'm sure I've got some skills. Um, but partly because I think I just got broken, tired and weary and said, God, if you can use me now, um, I've got nothing to defend. And I, I'm trying not to be um, just a gob on a stick who's got all the answers. Um, and, and, and suddenly a guy walks through my door and says, we work with ex-offenders, but we need someone to help us. And I think, well, it can't be us because we, we know nothing about ex-offenders. Uh, yep. And as he walked out, out of the office, I just think, I think that's us. Someone comes in and says, um, do you want to work with old people? Because there's a lot of loneliness around. And so we do faith action audits and we do civic prayer breakfasts. And it's just suddenly, I think, brokenness and desperation opens a door to God connecting you to something that could be really significant. But my experience, Matt, is it's always very different. You think, that's not really me. I don't really do this or this or yeah. this. Um, and I think God has to shake us um, yeah. in order to sometimes get our attention and for us to be open to us to, to God using us to be salt and light in yeah. situations that normally we would have said, no, God can't do that. So going back to that Jeremiah passage, um, we are Jews in exile. We've got to keep ourselves to the cells. We've got to maintain our traditions. We've got to, re we've got to keep away from all these people, otherwise they will pollute us. And God <laughs> says, no, seek the welfare of the city, praise the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find welfare. Um, Jesus talked, I think, I th it's Matthew 13, 33, I think, um, and, and he talks about uh, yeast in the dough and a little bit of yeast 
little bit. Uh, is lost in the dough. Yeah. And and, it, and 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 that's what I think and I've often said to people, you know what God's word to you is? And they said, what's that? I said, you've got to get lost. Get lost. You've, you, you know, <laughs> stop being in your holy huddle. Give God the opportunity to plant you as a little bit of yeast in the place where you need to be. Uh, and over the years, because I used to do lots of youth work, so I was youth leader for many years. Yeah, I still do youth work. Love uh, it. Yeah, um, I, I don't do it quite so often these days. Um, but, you know, I used to get, especially when I went to universities, I get really committed, lovely young people who come up and say, I want to work full time for Jesus. And, and I would sort of verbally slap them and say, but what are you doing at the moment? Because yeah. we are all full time for Jesus. So very often these big city prayer gatherings, we would say we do a couple of times a year or something like that. But, mm-hmm. it, but it was really important. We did it with, with our tongue in our cheek and we'd say, um, we want to welcome you all here. And we're going to welcome three specific groups this time. So anyone who is in full-time Christian work, um, anyone who's in the ministry, and if we have any visiting missionaries who are having to work in very difficult, dark situations, we want to work those, want to bless those three groups. So first of all, hands up if there's anyone who's in the ministry. Uh, hands up if anyone who is uh, in full-time Christian work, and if hands up if there's any visiting missionaries. Yeah. Well, we'd have 500 people, and because they all knew what we were doing, when we said, anyone who's full-time for Jesus, 500 hands. Yeah. Anyone who's in the ministry, 500 hands. Anyone who is a visiting missionary working in a dark situation where the love of Jesus needs to be seen, 500 hands. Because yeah. it was all about recognizing that we're called to be salt and light, and, mm-hmm. and, our, and our calling as Christians is to be salt and light where it needs to be, and the light needs to be in the darkness. So we need to empower Christians to be sort of like where they are. And, and if they're working in the NHS, be blessed there. And if you're working in your local authority, be blessed there. And if you're working in a shop or if you're retired in a community, um, that's where God's placed you. So so blossom and, and be fruitful and bloom where you are planted. Um, mm. So all of that was about just let God use you where you are. Don't just wait for some uh, Nirvana moment where you suddenly in a revival and God's going to use you in a different way. Okay, well, let's get into this devotion right now. The Kingdom Revealed, Cultivating Fruit, Part 3, Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 9. Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat by the lakeshore to teach the people. Soon, there were so many people surrounding him that he had to teach sitting in a boat on the lake, while the large crowd stood on the shore. He taught them many things by using stories, parables to illustrate spiritual truths, saying, Consider this, there was a farmer who went out to sow seeds. As he cast his seeds, some fell along the beaten path, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell onto the gravel that had no topsoil. They quickly shot up, but when the day grew hot, they were scorched and withered because they did not have sufficient roots. Others fell among the thorns, so when they sprouted, the thorns choked them. But other seeds fell on good ground, rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. Some yielded thirty, 
some 60 and some even 100 times as much as was planted. If you're able to understand this, then you need to respond. So here we are. It's this third hurdle. It refers to plants being strangled by weeds. Worries of the world are the weeds. So we have accepted the words of God, understood their depths, but it's here that I choose to believe them. Are the words of God more powerful than my fear of loss, which are worries of the world? What do I trust more? God's ability or my abilities? How big is my God? How involved is he really? How much have I surrendered to him? What's clear in this passage is the outcomes. Appreciating the depths of God's word and allowing them to shape our decisions actually leads to fruit and growth and bigger impact. But it starts with trusting God in both the small things and the big things. Amen.